0: Well, please turn in your Bibles to Psalm one nineteen eleven. I'm hoping that even during our time in This passage this morning that you'll memorize it uh, by the time we're done this morning. Uh, Psalm 119 11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against You. Father, we do again thank You that You've given us Your Word. And we pray, Lord God, that we would store it up, that we would treasure it up, that we would hide it up. Lord, that we would um, know it and love it and rightly divide it and memorize it and hold it dear and hear it and obey it. Lord, we pray that we would store it up in our hearts that we might not sin against You. Lord, make us a holy people. Make us a humble people. M- help us be encouraged this morning uh, to pursue You in ways we've not before that we would grow in Christ. Lord, help us to uh, come this morning viewing this as an exhortation to eat the most luscious, delicious food we have ever had, Lord, and not as a burden. Holy Spirit, do that in us. For Jesus' sake, amen. Every year, for the last 12 years, once a year, we have focused on the Word of God before the new year, and I have often encouraged us to consider uh, getting a Bible reading plan and reading the whole Bible in a year. Two years ago, we had that same focus on the Word, and I always encourage people, consider reading the Word of God. I do that because of John Piper's influence on my life. He, he preached a sermon once a year at his church uh, to, on the Word of God and encouraged people to read the Bible in a year. And so I'm following him as he follows Christ. I think it's good for you. I think it's helpful. I think it's loving. I think it will help you grow in Christ. Um, and so I encourage you to do that two years ago. But I also challenged uh, us Again, you don't have to, but some people did, uh, to listen to Mark Dever's sermons on all the books of the Bible. So he preached a sermon on every book of the Bible, a whole sermon on the book of Genesis and so forth. And uh, I challenged us to listen to those. Um, And, uh, I mean, you'd be amazed at how much spare time you have. Uh, I mean, usually when I'm sitting down on the bathroom, that's about 10 minutes, and I can listen to 10 minutes of stuff during that time. That's 70 minutes a week. That's almost two sermons a week while I go to the bathroom. Um, what, what do you do when you brush your teeth? If I had a good enough speaker, I could do it in the shower. I don't have a really good speaker. Uh, Howard's got a good speaker, man. That speaker he brought, man, that'll boom in the shower. But just consider all the ways you can use time to fill yourself with the Word of God. And I need that because often during those times of downtime, I'm thinking stuff I ought not be thinking. Oh, I'm afraid of this. Oh, what if that happens? Oh, no, I'm afraid of this in the future. Oh, no, I need to hear the Word of God. And so I encourage you to look at your spare time and fill that with listening to good sermons about uh, God by Mark Dever on each book of the Bible. Well, this year, uh, I'm going to focus again on challenging you to read the Word of God, and we'll give out the Bible reading plans. Um, But this year, my challenge is going to be this, that we memorize Romans chapter 8 together. Romans chapter 8. A whole chapter of the Bible. Many Christians have never memorized a whole chapter of the Bible. Uh, It's 39 verses, so that's less than one verse a week. Um, Again, you don't have to do this, uh, but I'm just, I'm going to do it, God willing. And I'm inviting anybody who wants to do that along with me to memorize Romans chapter 8. And throughout the year, I'll ask people, would you like to recite verses 1 through 4? I was going to have Brandon stand up and recite uh, the Ten Commandments, uh, Exodus 21 through 17, which he memorized just on his own because he's a new believer and he's hungry for the Word like a baby. Give me that milk. Give me that milk. And he's just memorizing it already because he just loves God and loves the Word of God. And I knew about that. He shared that with me. So I was going to have him stand up and and share that. Uh, And so that's what we're going to think about today is the the memorization of the Word of God. God. Now, there's different ways to memorize the Word of God, right? There's, you can have the note cards and write them out, and you can, I'm going to focus on these verses. But some of y'all just memorize the Word of God because you're desperate. I mean, I was desperate to not fear, so I memorized uh, Psalm 56.3. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Um, uh, and so there's different ways of memorizing. more formal ways. I'm going to memorize Romans chapter 8. But then there's just more, you're a child of the king and you love his word. And so as you read it, you remember it and it encourages you. So have both those ways in mind as we go through uh, this study. Uh, David Mathis has written a book called Habits of Grace enjoying Jesus through the spiritual disciplines. And I I love that title, Habits of Grace. We want to build habits of grace in our lives, the spiritual disciplines like Bible reading, uh, Bible memory, Bible study, prayer, uh, fasting, journaling, singing unto God, corporate worship. We want to build these means of grace into our lives Those habits of grace, receiving God's grace through those means. But why? To enjoy Jesus. That's the point. We want to enjoy Jesus through the spiritual disciplines. And, And he writes in that book, before turning our focus on the means of grace and the practices or habits that ready us to go on receiving God's grace in our lives, this much must be clear from the outset the grace of God is gloriously beyond our skill and technique. The means of grace are not about earning God's favor, twisting His arm, or controlling His blessing, but readying ourselves for consistent saturation in the rolls of His tide. Or you could say in the pouring out of of that everlasting water of grace which I continue to enjoy every morning when I get up and come and see the fountain flowing on Chewing American Street. It's never ending. Never stopping. Never lets up. Never comes down to a trickle. Just flowing grace and love toward His children. Beloved, remember this, we're chosen by grace before the foundation of the world. If you're a Christian today, it is because God chose you to be a Christian before the foundation of the world. Ephesians 1, 4-5, He chose us in Him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ. Jesus' work is grace to us. Titus 2.11, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Jesus appeared. Jesus came, full of grace and truth, and He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross for sinners and rose up from the dead. This is grace to us. We believe by grace, for it is by grace we've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Not a result of work, so that no one may boast. We repent by grace. Second Timothy 2.25, God perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. We're justified by grace. We're forgiven of all our sins, past, present, and future. We're counted righteous by grace. Romans 3.24, justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We're sanctified by grace. 2 Corinthians 12.9, my grace is sufficient for you, Jesus says, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And we're glorified. We will be glorified by grace. Second Thessalonians 1.12 So that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in Him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And David Mathis comments, this means, the means of grace, these spiritual disciplines and their good expressions will serve to make us more like Jesus but only as our focus returns continually to Jesus Christ Himself and not our own Christ-likeness. It is in beholding the glory of the Lord that we are being transformed in the same image from one degree of glory to another, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Spiritual growth is a marvelous effect of such practices, but in a sense, it is only a side effect. The heart is knowing and enjoying Jesus. That's that's what we're about. That's why we're here. (laughs) Right now, the main reason we should be here is to know and enjoy and worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's a joy. It's a delight to be here and worship Jesus. That didn't change for me until I was born again. When I was a kid, boy! Church was boring. Then I got saved. Then I got saved. And everything changed. Everything changed. The Word changed. It wasn't boring anymore. God changed. It wasn't boring anymore. Uh, uh, My desire to be among God's people changed. Everything changed when I got born again. And it became about enjoying and worshiping Jesus Christ. And one way to know and enjoy Jesus is our text, Psalm 119.11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm -hmm. Beloved, there's a a very real and true sense in which this verse teaches us our chief end, the main purpose for which we were created. That's an important verse. John Piper writes, there are two ways to state the ultimate goal of life. One positively and one negatively. Positively, we could say the ultimate goal of life is to glorify God by enjoying Him forever. Or negatively, we could say the ultimate goal of life is not to sin. (laughs) They both mean the same thing. Because sinning is falling short of glorifying God by embracing other things as more enjoyable. So if we could learn how to glorify God by enjoying Him, we would know how not to sin. And if we could learn how not to sin, we would know how to glorify God by enjoying Him. Psalm 119.11 tells us one of the keys to not sinning. It says, speaking to God, in the good old King Jimmy, Thy word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against Thee. The way not to sin is to treasure the Word of God in your heart. Which means that the way to succeed in the ultimate goal of life, to live for the glory of God by enjoying Him forever, is to treasure the Word of God in your heart. And so, uh, the point of this sermon is this. Memorize God's Word, that your hearts may be stirred, to turn from sin absurd, for Christ is always preferred. Memorize God's Word, Right? That's what we, I'm encouraging us to do more. And, and I, by the way, I'm not good at this. I'm not a good memorizer of Scripture. This has not really been on my radar formerly doing it uh, for the last probably 10, 11 years. I've been doing a program recently that has challenged me to memorize verses of the Bible. And so I've, I've done it in the past in my life, but I haven't been doing it where you formally write down verses and try to memorize them. Steve does it. He's got his little note cards he shows me, and he's, this is his verse for the week, and he's memorizing that one. Um, and, and so I'm not uh, speaking up here as, as an expert in this, um, but I do, every time I preach sermons, I get convicted about my life and how I should change. So, so here we go. We're going to memorize Romans 8 together, um, God willing. I'm going to try to do that. Um, uh, but So memorize God's Word that your hearts may be stirred. right? Jesus wants hearts that are near to Him and not far from Him. And so the point of doing this is to reach the heart, that your heart may be stirred up for love of God and love of Christ and love of neighbor and love of the Word, that your hearts may be stirred um, uh, to turn from sin absurd. Sin is absurd. That means ridiculously ridiculous. Absurd is insane. Sin is insane. It's absurd. It's stupid. It's foolish. And yet we partake in it. And yet by hiding the Word in our hearts, we see that sin's absurd. And and, and so, memorize God's Word that your hearts may be stirred to turn from sin absurd for Christ is always preferred. We prefer Christ more than sin. Right? That's... How a Christian hedonist, as Pastor John Piper would say, fights sin. You just don't say no. You say yes to something better. And that's Christ. He's preferred. We prefer Jesus more than sin. And so we pursue Him. That, that is uh, the point of the sermon. I've got ten exhortations to encourage us to memorize the Bible. Number one, memorizing God's Word forces you to read God's Word. Memorizing God's Word forces you to read God's Word. Psalm 119.11, I've stored up your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now your translation is going to be different there. I've stored up, I've treasured up, I've hidden. What does that mean? Well, uh, it it means you found something valuable. You found something precious. You found something life-giving and you want to store it up. I'm going to get that in my heart because it's precious, it's glorious, it's beautiful, it's valuable. And I'm going to store it, treasure it up, hide it. You hide, you find something you really find valuable. Back in the day when they didn't have banks, they took it and hid it because it's precious to them. And so we want to store, treasure God's word in our hearts that we might not sin against you and every point I'm going to make is going to be connected to that so I won't sin against you. Memorizing God's word forces you to read God's word. You can't memorize something unless you read it or hear it first. Memorizing God's word forces you to read it. And reading God's Word has always been a priority for God's people. This is amazing to me. I've never seen this before uh, as I've thought thought about God's Word. But but think about how central reading God's Word has been to God's people. Exodus 24-7. And most of these, all but two, are corporate. Doing it in the assembly. Together. Exodus 24-7. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. Moses did that. Kings. What, what were the kings of Israel supposed to do? Deuteronomy 17, 18-20. When he sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself in a book a copy of this law, approved by the Levitical priests, and it shall be with him. And he shall read it all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of this law and these statutes and doing them. Yeah. He shall read it. Joshua 8, 34 through 35. And afterwards he read all the words of the law, the blessing and the curse, according to all that is written in the book of the law. The, there was not a word of all that Moses commanded that Joshua did not read before all the assembly of Israel and the women and the little ones and the sojourners who lived among them. They didn't have a nursery. The little ones were there. Just a side point. King Josiah's reforms. When King Josiah was going to reform uh, and they found the law, what did he do? Second Kings 23, 2. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him all the men of Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the priests, and the prophets, and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. Nehemiah 8, 2-3. Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could understand uh, what they heard on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and the women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. He read. For you pro-nursery people, you would say, well, they understood. (laughs) Jesus. What about Jesus? Luke 4, 16-17. And He came to Nazareth where He had been brought up. And as was His custom. Which means He did it more than once. This is what He did. He went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And He stood up to read. Uh-huh. What about the church of Jesus Christ? Colossians four sixteen, And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. Read, read, read. 1 Timothy 4.13 Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. And Revelation 1.3 Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear and keep what is written in it, for the time is near." Beloved, memorizing God's Word forces you to read it and reading God's Word will keep you from sinning against God. So memorize God's Word that your hearts may be stirred to turn from sin absurd for Christ is always preferred. Point number two. Memorizing God's Word forces you to meditate on God's Word. Memorizing God's Word forces you to meditate on God's Word. Psalm 119.11, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. What does it mean to meditate? Webster's 1828 dictionary defines it this way, to dwell on anything in thought, to contemplate, to study, to turn or revolve any subject in the mind appropriately but not exclusively used of pious contemplation or a consideration of the great truths of religion. Don Whitney defines it this way, deep thinking on the truths and spiritual realities revealed in Scripture for the purposes of understanding, application, and prayer. So meditation, if you've ever, ever seen a, a cow, uh, they, 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 they chomp on that grass and they chomp and chomp and chomp and chomp. They just sort of chomp it around in their mouth over and over and over again. That's like meditation. We, we think about something long and, 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 and deeply uh, uh, so often in our reading, we, we just skim things and we're doing it to get it done. But meditation is, is, is w- doing it slowly and focusing and thinking and turning it over in your mind. We're, we're to meditate on the Word of God. Joshua 1, 8 through 8-9 This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do According to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Psalm 1. The psalmist does this. Psalm 1. 1 1-2. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Nor stands in the way of sinners. Nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and day. And night. Psalm 119.15, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Yeah. Psalm 145.5, On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. Beloved, memorizing God's Word helps you meditate on the Word of God. Yeah. Memorizing God's Word forces you to meditate on it and meditating on God's Word will keep you from sinning against yeah. God. And so memorize God's Word that your hearts may be stirred to turn from sin absurd for Christ is always preferred. Point number three, memorize God's Word. Memorizing God's Word helps you rightly understand God's Word. I have stored up your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Most false teaching occurs... When false teachers take God's Word out of context and focus on one truth in God's Word to the exclusion of all the other truth of God's Word. I'll give you an example of this. The false teacher Creflo Dollar uh, says that Jesus was not God while He was on earth. How do we know this? Well, because the Bible says God never sleeps nor slumbers and there's Jesus asleep in the boat. So if God's Word says, God never sleeps nor slumbers, and there's Jesus asleep, well, I guess Jesus is not God. That is false teaching. Right? But, the, but he, he, he said truth. God says He never sleeps nor slumbers. That's true. Jesus is asleep. That's true. But there's a whole bunch of other Bible that He don't get. And he leaves out. He's wrong. What about all the other Bible verses that teach that Jesus was and still is God? <laughs> the, 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 the trinity of John's gospel. At the beginning, middle, and the end. John 1, John 8, and John 20. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. John eight fifty eight: Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. And Thomas who didn't believe Jesus rose from the dead, he's back with them and he sees the scars and he says to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Yeah. Jesus is both God and man. He was asleep because He's truly man. And He calms the storm. He's truly God. Yeah. Both are true. And, and so you can't take one little part of Scripture and, 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 and forget about all the other parts of Scripture and have false doctrine. Colossians 2.4 says, I say this in order that no one may be deluded, ma- no one may delude you with plausible arguments. People will make plausible arguments, but they're wrong. <laughs> and we're called, in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we destroy arguments. We destroy arguments. And every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, we destroy them. Yeah." Get the sore of the Spirit out and chop them up. And take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the Word of Truth. Beloved, how how can we ensure we rightly handle the Word of Truth? When you memorize God's Word, that helps you rightly understand it when you memorize large swaths of it, uh-huh. right? No, you, you know John eight fifty eight, and so he can't be right because Jesus said, I am. Uh-huh. When you memorize large portions of God's Word, it helps you rightly understand God's Word, and that will keep you from sinning against God. Memorize God's Word that your hearts may be stirred to turn from sin absurd, for Christ is always preferred. Number four, memorizing God's Word forces you to think about God and know Him better. I have stored up your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Colossians 3, 1-2 says this, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Beloved, memorizing God's Word is a wonderful way to obey that Scripture. Set your mind on things above. Memorizing God's Word is going to set your mind on things above. David Mathis, in his book, on the Spiritual Disciplines, writes, When we learn the Scriptures by heart, we're not just memorizing ancient, enduringly relevant texts, but we're listening to and learning the voice of our Creator and Redeemer Himself. When we memorize lines from the Bible, we are shaping our minds in the moment to mimic the structure and mindset of the mind of God. The Apostle has two answers to the question. Who has known the mind of the Lord? The first is implied in the rhetorical question of Romans 11.34. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been His counselor? Answer, no one. His mind is infinitely beyond ours. How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable are His ways. No human may fully know the mind of God. And yet, Paul gives this second answer in 1 Corinthians 2.16. We have the mind of Christ. As we not only read and study the Scriptures, but understand them and then meditate on and memorize them, we increasingly have the mind of Christ as we are conformed to His image. We cannot know the mind of God exhaustively, but we can make real progress in degrees. And few ways, if any, imprint the mind of God on our minds like memorization with meditation of what He has so plainly said in the Scriptures. Beloved, memorizing God's Word forces you to think about God and know Him. Knowing the mind of God better. And that's what we all long for as Christians. Philippians 3.8 Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Memorizing God's Word forces you to think about God and know God better. And thinking about God and knowing Him better will keep you from sinning against Him. Memorize God's Word that your hearts may be stirred. To turn from sin absurd, for Christ is always preferred. Number five, memorizing God's word reminds you of God's commandments, so that you may trust and obey. I have stored up your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you, beloved. We see the psalmist doing this. We we see him uh, remembering God's commandments with joy, and that moves him to trust and obedience. Psalm one nineteen seven 7-11. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I will seek you. Let me not wonder from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Jesus speaks of, of, of this word, His word abiding in us. John 8, 31-32. If you abide in My Word, you are truly My disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In this passage, He talks about us abiding in His Word. Knowing it, loving it, cherishing it, rightly understanding it, trusting Him. In John fifteen seven, He says, My words abide in you. If my words abide in you... And this, this is more than just memorization... Because the Pharisees memorized a bunch of God's Word, right? No, it's, 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 it's when the Word of God, when the Word of Christ finds a home in your heart. It's welcome and loved and cherished and treasured. And we see it rightly pointing to Jesus. And we trust in Jesus and follow Jesus and love Jesus. And we delight in the Word in the right way for the glory of God. Jesus commanded us in His great commission, Matthew 28, 20, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. When you memorize God's Word, you, you remember what Jesus has commanded. Many of you who don't formally memorize God's Word, you, you know God's commandments. You, 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 you didn't ever formally sit down, I'm going to memorize Exodus 20, thou shalt not commit adultery. But you know it. You know, There's a lady in the church who probably has never actually written down on a note card verses, but when she prays, she prays Bible. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's, it's like I think Spurgeon said of John Bunyan, when you prick him, he bleeds Bible. Yeah. He, he bleeds Bibline because you're, you're, you're so in love with Christ and in love with His Word and, and it just flows out of you. Romans 10.17 says, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the Word of Christ. How do we have faith? Hearing from the Word of Christ. Do you want your faith to be built up? Do you want your faith to be strong? It comes through the Word. It comes through hearing the Word. It comes through preaching sermons to yourself when you're downcast and depressed like the psalmist in Psalm 42. Why are you downcast on my soul? Why are you so disquieted within me? Hope in God. And so you grow in faith as you preach the Word to yourself. Memorizing God's Word reminds you of God's commandments so that you may trust and obey God. And when you trust and obey God, you are kept from sinning against Him. Memorize God's Word that your hearts may be stirred to turn from sin absurd for Christ is always preferred. Friend, maybe you're here this morning and, and you, 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 you're hearing this read over and over again that, that you turn from sin because it's absurd and, and because Christ is always preferred. And you're like, I actually don't find sin absurd. I love my sin and I don't prefer Christ at all. If you're here and, and that's you this morning, you're welcome. We're, we're glad that you're here because that's how every unbeliever thinks. All unbelievers, we're, we're born that way, right? We're born preferring sin. We're born dead in trespasses and sins. We're born with spiritual hearts that are dead to Christ. And we love our sin and we don't want Christ at all. Christ is boring. Christ is dead. Christ is nothing to us. And we love our sin. The way the psalmist talks about the Word, we talk about sin. If we're outside of Christ. Friend, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone is born this way, loving, delighting in and preferring sin. And that makes God angry because that is God stealing, God's glory stealing. And and God will not share His glory with another. And so God, uh, in His holiness and His righteousness, He will punish sin and sinners in hell forever. Or He will cast them into the lake of fire and they will suffer the wrath of God forever. But you see, God loves sinners. He he loves sinners who have preferred other things above Him. And He loved sinners so much that He sent His Son, Jesus, the God-man, to live a perfect life, to live and love the Word how we should. Jesus perfectly treasured God's Word in His heart. And He did not sin against God. He's the only one who ever did that. Everyone else has did that and they're dead. Muhammad did that and he's dead. Buddha did that and he's dead. Confucius did that and he's dead. Everyone else has sinned and died. Jesus never sinned. And He died on that cross for our sins. He took upon Himself our sins and was crushed and bore the wrath of God and died and was buried. And on the third day, He rose from the dead. He conquered sin, death, and hell. And he says to everyone today, if you turn from your sins and you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. You can't work for it. You can't earn it. You can't memorize enough scripture to get God to love you. You can simply believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. That's what the Bible says. Friend, would you do that today? If you've not done that, I encourage you to trust in Jesus today. Find me afterwards. Find another believer. We want you to trust in Jesus and be saved. And once He saves you, what, what, what I'm preaching about comes natural. It, it comes natural. You, you begin to love the Word of God and you want to treasure it in your heart. Number six, memorizing God's Word brings you joy in God. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Beloved, remember from that sermon in Psalm 119 how the the psalmist has a love affair with the word of God. It brings you joy. In in other words, this this exhortation to memorize God's word is is like me exhorting you to eat chocolate ice cream. Kids, how many of you like chocolate ice cream? A lot of you. I pick that because I like it. But but, but 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 substitute any food you really love and your mom and dad come home and say John Owen I want you to go to the freezer and get that 2 gallon case of chocolate ice cream and I want you to eat it all Now now when 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 that happens to John Owen does John Owen feel like oh mom is making me feel so guilty to go eat ice cream I just feel pressured by the burden of this commandment. It's so burdensome to me to go have to eat this ice cream. Oh, woe is me. No. No, no, no. He, he, he's joyful. And he, he, he delights in, in, in ice cream. And, and he wants to go. He loves it. He, he, it's his joy, his delight. You see? So even if you don't like chocolate ice cream, just put in your favorite ice cream. What what do you like? Pardon? What's he saying, Becky? He does. Okay, good. So 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 uh, it's his delight, and and so we 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 have to understand this is is these exhortations. You memorize God's word. This is for your joy in God. It's for your joy in God. Psalm one nineteen twenty. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. Now, now, if you feel burdened by these, you should pray these scriptures. Lord, a biblical view, a godly view, is that I'm consumed with this. I don't feel consumed. It does feel like a burden to me, Lord. It does. I don't resonate with that analogy. It, it, it feels burdensome to me. Then, there's, some, not, there's nothing wrong with God's Word. There's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. So I need to get my heart aligned with God. My soul is consumed with longing for yours at all times. Lord, I find sometimes my soul's bur- burdened and bored with your rules. Forgive me, Lord. That is wicked treason. That is sin for which I deserve to burn in hell forever. Lord, forgive me. And thank you for Jesus who saved me from my sin so that I won't burn in hell forever. And Lord, because you've saved me, I want this. And so please, Lord, change my soul so that I am consumed with longing for your rules at all times. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to do when we feel these as burdens. We have to confess our sin. We have to rejoice in the gospel that we're saved and forgiven. And we have to ask God to change my heart and desires to be aligned with Scripture. Psalm 119, 14. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. Lord, I know if I found out I got an inheritance check for $50 billion, I would be rejoicing. But Lord, I, I fall asleep when I read your word. What's the disconnect there? My, my heart is still in love with riches. And friend, I'm convinced that we are a lot more of that than we think we are. We're a lot more in love with riches than we think we are. Because we know if we got that inheritance check for 50000000000 billion, y'all know how the party would be going on after church. <laughs> we have God's Word. We have God's Word. Let's get the party going. That's what this says. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as in much as in all riches. Lord, change my heart. (laughs) Help me die to the love of money and help me grow in love for your word. Psalm 119, 72. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. The law of your your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Lord, change my heart. Change my heart. I'm I'm taking your word for granted. It's old hat. Yeah, I got the Bible. Whoopie doo big deal. Lord, change my heart. I've taken your word for granted. That I have it and millions of people die without it. Lord, forgive me for taking it for granted. Change my heart. Psalm 119, 103. How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than chocolate ice cream to my mouth. Doesn't actually say that, but I'm translating it in modern English. How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. It's sweet. Your testimonies are my delight. They're my counselors. Psalm 119, 131, I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. Like water on a hot day. mm, I long for your commandments. Beloved, memorizing God's God's Word brings you joy in God. And joy in God will keep you from sinning against God because you're so satisfied in Him that you see sin for what it really is absurd insane why would i why would i want to eat mud when i can have filet mignon i want christ I, I want what's better i have joy in god i want god memorizing god's word Memorize God's word that your hearts may be stirred to turn from sin absurd, for Christ is always preferred. Number seven, memorize God's word. Memorizing God's word helps you, helps you uh, share God's truth with others. Memorizing God's word helps you share God's truth with others. I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. We are called as believers to share the gospel with people. We're called to share the gospel. Like I was mentioning that Jilly, you know, was sharing the gospel with the the mascot hooter at the uh, temple game and at the football player, right? Uh, and so you're always on duty. We're always on duty, and and there were times. So Brandon, we were trying to get Jilly on the big screen. Right? And so Brandon picked her up and was, and they finally got her, and I'm right beside him with my Jesus is God on. And so the whole stadium saw Jesus is God too. We're always on duty. Telling people the truth. You got to know the truth to be able to share the truth. Right? And so we memorize Scripture, the Gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4 For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. And so we know the Gospel. We memorize the Gospel. We want to be able to speak the Gospel. We want to be able to tell people John three sixteen, Right? Uh, And we need to know the gospel. We need to know Bible verses to be able to share with people. And friends, one of the things evangelism does for you is it forces you to learn that. Because you meet all kinds of stuff on the street. And I'm telling you, it's a lot harder to answer people on the street than when I'm up here and it's a nice environment. And so it's got to be there. Uh, and, and, and so we, we memorize Scripture to be able to evangelize, to be able to defend the faith. You get all kinds of questions you don't even know the answer to, and you got to say, i got to go look that up. <laughs> and you figure it out and learn that way, and God's Word is going to be effective. God's Word is a fire. It's a hammer. It will not return void. It will accomplish what God sends it to do. And so when you're sharing the Gospel, use God's Word. We are called to disciple one another and share God's truth. We're to teach The Great Commission, right? To teach others to obey all that Jesus has commanded. How are you going to teach others to do that if you don't know what Jesus has commanded? And so we need to know the Word of God to some degree. We want to encourage one another with the Word of God. Romans 15.4 says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. Through the judgment of the scriptures, we might have hope, and so we want to encourage one another through the scriptures that we might have hope. First Thessalonians four fifteen through eighteen. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord. That we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with the cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with Him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so will always be with the Lord. That's encouraging. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. We want to use the Word of God to encourage each other. Jesus is coming back. I mean, there's wars and rumors of wars and death and pain and suffering and cancer and evil all around us. Beloved, Jesus is coming back and we're going to meet Him in the air like a conquering general and come back down with Him to the new heavens and the new earth to reign with Him forever encourage one another with these words. We're to encourage each other with the Word of God. And we're to warn one another with the Word of God. First Thessalonians 15, 14 And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle. Admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, and be patient with them all. We're to warn one another using the Word of God. Memorizing God's Word helps you share God's truth with others, and sharing God's truth with others keeps you from sinning against God because you're obeying God in evangelism and discipleship. You're turning others away from sin, and you're busy about God's work, so you ain't got time to sin. Number eight, we are commanded. Now this one, I wanted to talk about this one afterwards, but we don't have Bible discussion. But if you remember, talk about it next week. I don't know if we'll do... Discussion next week because we got a baptism. But in a few weeks or whatever, um, at, talk to me about this when we are commanded to memorize God's word. Now I, I changed that to and put encouraged because a lot of the guys I listened to said there's no place in the Bible where you're commanded to memorize. Ugh, I didn't like hearing that, but these guys are wise and smart, and I don't want to overreach my bounds. But something we can talk about. What what scriptures would I go to? To, 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 to say, I think the Bible might command we should do this. Well, the one I'm preaching on. <laughs> I want to imitate the psalmist. I want to do what he does. I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. With all your, uh, uh, with, in all these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on your doorpost in the house of your gates. I mean, talk about it all the time. When you sit, when you rise, when you lie down, when you get up teach your children. I mean, it just sounds like they know the Word. They're oh, always talking about it. I, I was at this house long, not long ago, and they had Bible all over their house. Like, every kitchen uh, counter, they had a different Bible verse. Just I love that. I love it. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Uh, Bible verses. Everywhere you go, Bible verses all over the house. I love that. I was in one bathroom and it had the verse in James It says, Cleanse your hands, you sinners. <laughs> Bible everywhere it, 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 just, it just seems to me that, 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 that the way Deuteronomy 6 is written you've, you've got it with you right um, I, I like to play the game the Bible memory game with friends You know, I was running with a guy and he said okay this is the game you, you say a Bible verse from heart and then I have to answer it with a Bible verse from heart and whoever runs out they lose it's a fun game play it with your husband play it with your wife And and Bible memory just encourages memorizing the Bible with one another. Uh, That's what I think about when I read Deuteronomy 6. Um, Colossians 3.16, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. How do you let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly? Hide it in your heart. You're commanded or encouraged to memorize God's Word, and obeying God's commands keeps you from sinning against God. Memorize God's Word that your hearts may be stirred to turn from sin absurd, for Christ is always preferred. Number nine, memorizing God's Word renews your mind and makes you wise. I have stored up your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. We're commanded to have renewed minds, right? We have the mind of Christ. We have renewed minds in Christ, and Renew your mind. Romans 12.2 Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So, what renews our mind? Thinking about the Word of God. Thinking about the mind of God. Listening to the Word of God. Uh, Philippians 4.8 Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Beloved, where do we find those things that are true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable and excellent and worthy of praise? Right here. Right here. So think about these things. And this makes you wise. Psalm one nineteen ninety seven. 97 Uh, through 100 oh how i love your law it is my meditation all the day your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies for it is ever with me i have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation i understand more than the aged for i keep your precepts young people you want to be wiser than people who are older than you Meditate on the Word of God. Know the Word of God. Keep the Word of God. David Mathis again writes, Bible memory not only prepares us for the someday maybes when we use a memorized verse in counseling or witnessing or fighting sin, but it contributes powerfully in the present to making us the kind of person who walks in the Spirit today. It contributes right now to your being renewed in the spirit of your minds and being transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Not only is it then accessible to us for future decision-making and temptation-battling in varying contexts, but the very act of memorizing Scripture, as we understand and engage with the meaning of the text, changes our minds in the present to make us the kind of people who discern what is the will of God. Memorizing God's Word renews your mind and makes you wise. And renewing your mind and pursuing wisdom keeps you from sinning against God. Memorize God's Word that your hearts may be stirred to turn from sin absurd for Christ is always preferred. And finally, number 10. Number 10. Memorize God's Word to fight like Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to see Jesus. Memorize God's Word to fight like Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to see Jesus. I've stored up Your Word in my heart that I might not sin against You. Jesus Christ stored, treasured, hid God's Word in His heart like no other man who ever lived. And He is the only man who ever lived who never sinned against God. And he came saying over and over again, it is written, it is written, it is written. When he rebuked, he said, have you not read? Have you not read? Have you not read? Kevin Holleran writes, Jesus quoted 24 books of the Old Testament almost 180 times in the New Testament. It's clear that he thought the Scriptures as the ultimate authority in life and a way to understand the heart and desires of God. Why would we not follow the example of Jesus in knowing the Scriptures by heart. Jesus Christ fought temptation using Scripture. Brother Steve read that for us in Matthew 4 when Jesus was tempted by the devil. Right? What did He do every time He was tempted? It is written, it is written, it is written, Satan. He had, Jesus had the Word of God memorized and He quoted it to battle temptation and overcome the devil. Jesus fought that way. He fought with Scripture. He fought with Scripture. Ephesians six seventeen tells us the Word, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We fight with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This is one of the reasons I've memorized Scripture, is I have some problem in my life that I can't deal with. I can't get victory over this. And so I'll make a list of Scriptures uh, i have in the past and then i'm going to get these in my mind to help me fight this for example lust lust looking with lust on a woman blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god when i'm tempted I just go go into repeat mode blessed are pure in heart for they shall see god Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I want to see God. I prefer Jesus more than that. He's better. He's more beautiful. He's more glorious. Blessed, happy, satisfied, favored by God are those who are pure in heart. Lord, help me be pure in heart. And so we memorize God's word to fight sin. To fight sin. So we have it ready. When the temptation comes, you might not have your Bible. And so we memorize that way. Every time, if you've been in the hospital and I visited you, if I can find a marker, y'all know what I do. I go to that board that says, what is my greatest need for today? And I write, hope in God. That's Bible from Psalm 42. Hope in God. Hope in God. That's what you most need today. You need to hope in God. Sometimes I get fearful. Sometimes I get so fearful that I'm paralyzed. Like, I'm talking about it it feels like a kind of, 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 of nervous breakdown fear. What do I do? I either read Psalm uh, Isaiah 40. I either read that or I remember Psalm 56.3. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Oh God, help me. Help me not fear. We memorize because we need it. It's our life. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And you see Jesus when you store God's Word up in your heart. Not only are you like Jesus, not only do you fight like Jesus, but you see Jesus when you store God's Word up in your heart because Jesus is all over the Bible. Remember Galatians Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Yeah. Now, how did that happen? How did the church in Galatia have Jesus publicly crucified before them? Because that happened before them. How did that happen? By the preaching of the Word. Right. By the preaching of the Word. Simon Gathercole Cole writes, Paul believes that his proclamation of the gospel was so vivid in the Galatians' presence that it was as if they had been eyewitnesses of the crucifixion. Mm. Beloved, when you memorize the Word of God, you see Jesus. Because Jesus is all over the Bible. Moses and the prophet's main message is Jesus Christ himself. Luke 24, 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, He expounded to them in all the Scriptures the things concerning Himself. John 1, 45. We have found Him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth. John 5, 39. You search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about Me. John 5, 46. For if you believe Moses, you'd believe Me, for He wrote about Me. Acts ten forty three To Him all the prophets witness. The Father, God the Father's main message, is Jesus Christ Himself. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John 5, 37, And the Father who sent me has Himself borne witness about me. John 8, 18, The Father who sent me bears witness about me. 1 John 4, 14, And we have seen that and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. 1 John 5, 9-12, through 12, If we receive the testimony of men... The testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that He is born concerning His Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has born concerning His Son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. Jesus' main message is about Jesus Christ Himself. I am the bread of life. He who comes to Me shall never hunger. And who believes in Me shall never thirst. John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows Me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I am the door. If anyone enters by Me, he will be saved. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the resurrection life. He believes in Me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever believes in Me shall never die. I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the vine. You are the branches. For without me you can do nothing. The Holy Spirit's main message is Jesus Christ Himself. John 15, 26. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, He will testify of me. John 16, 14. He, the Spirit of truth, will glorify me, Jesus, for He will take what is mine and declare it to you. 1 Corinthians 12.3, Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And beloved, the Apostle's main message is Jesus Christ Himself. (laughs) Acts 1.8, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to Me, Jesus said. Acts 5.42, Daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Acts 8:5, 5, 5, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Acts 9:20, he, Paul, preached the Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. 1 Corinthians 2:2, 2, 2, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Beloved, memorizing God's word, memorize God's word to fight like Jesus, to be like Jesus, and to see Jesus. Because fighting like Jesus and being like Jesus and seeing Jesus keeps you from sinning against God. Memorize God's Word that your hearts may be stirred to turn from sin absurd for Christ is always preferred. The text says, I've stored up your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And 1 John 2.1 says this, My little children, I'm writing these things to you that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Beloved Jesus Christ was crucified. He died on that cross and rose from the dead so that we might be saved and desire Him and desire His Word. He died on that cross and rose from the dead so that we might be saved from our sins and live out the purpose for which we were created to glorify Him and to turn from sin. Christ Jesus' heart is a treasure chest filled with God and God's Word best. He's God and man forever blessed, who is the Word who came with zest. He spoke God's Word and all addressed and memorized. So when He's pressed, He quoted Scripture, passed the test, then died and rose to give us rest. So in His righteousness we're dressed. He saves all nations east. To west, now with His Word we are obsessed and hide in our hearts possessed. So more and more our sins detest. For Christ is all our treasure chest. In Him we find our every best. And so beloved, pray about it. Talk to God about it. I hope at least this sermon will encourage you to to think about storing up God's Word in your heart. If you want to take the, the challenge... Uh, uh, for this year and memorize Romans chapter 8 what a great chapter I'm going to do it God willing if you want to do that um, do it along with me and we'll encourage one another throughout the year memorize God's word that your hearts may be stirred to turn from sin absurd for Christ is always preferred Father we pray this would be true of us that we would obey this scripture and hide Your Word in our hearts that we might not sin against You. Father, we pray You would stir our hearts with the Word of God that we would grow in reading and memorizing and meditating and thinking about the Word in 2024 like we've never had before and that our hearts would be stirred to trust and obey You and love You deeply that we would turn from sin that we would truly see it for what it is absolutely insane and absurd and Lord, that we would prefer Christ that we would prefer Christ above everything else, above family and friends, above money and stuff, above football and games entertainment, above chocolate ice cream, above games. Lord, that we would prefer Christ above everything. And so help us do that, Father, for Jesus' sake. And we thank You. God, we thank You for the fountain filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's veins. In all the times we fail, Lord, we're forgiven. We praise you, God. We can't you. But your grace just ever flows. Thank you for that fountain, Lord. Help us sing of that fountain with joy in your forgiveness. For Jesus' sake we ask it. Amen.